back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Wednesday, April 25th edition. Hope everybody's Tuesday was very, very solid for you as you, we enter the middle of the week. We have a four-game early, eight-game main slate. We will be breaking down the eight-game main slate. Four-game early is not that appetizing. You got Scherzer in San Francisco. Okay. You got Coors Field in play, and then you got just a dumpster fire all around it. Um, you have King Felix versus James Shield, a total of nine and a half. And you got uh, Tropiano versus Verlander, so he could differentiate, I guess, and go Verlander instead of Scherzer. But then you got Samarja versus Scherzer. I don't mind Samarja in that matchup, so it, it's just all over the place. Tropiano's been good, but it's the Astros. I'm treading lightly in that slate if I play it at all. If you have any questions, come to the Sports DJ in Slack chat, and I will answer them throughout the day, and we'll break it down as lineups come out. Let's talk about the evening slate, and it sucks because we got a couple games that won't be on the slate. You got Twins and Yankees, Braves and Reds will not be on the slate because they're in that little six o'clock Eastern time frame for kids, which I get it, but it sucks for DFS purposes because we're missing out on a lot of really, really good games. Our eight game main slate we get to look at. You got D backs at Phillies, total of seven. Tigers, Pirates, it's a double dip, so I don't believe that is on the schedule. No, it is. No, I don't know. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it's not on the DK slate unless they changed it overnight on me without telling me, which they did not. So, yep, just the A-gamer. Sorry, that threw me off for a second from last night's research. Um, we got Rays, Orioles at 7.5. Red Sox, Blue Jays, 8.5. Cubs, Indians, 8. Marlins, Dodgers, 7. A's, Rangers, 10.5. Brewers, Royals, 9. Mets, Cardinals, 8.5. So as you can see, you're going to target like the the last three games I mentioned and the Red Sox, Blue Jays with your bats, and you'll go elsewhere for the most part. Real quick with your weather, this is where it sucks. We're going to have to really pay attention because we saw how it was an up and down mess on on Tuesday, Thursday could or Wednesday could bring a lot of the same. Like uh, D backs Phillies at game time, you have sixty percent chances, and it goes up through the next few hours, and then you know if they can wait three or four hours, it dies off again. So we'll see, and maybe that changes. That's just early forecast. Uh, Rays, Orioles, same thing. It's like 70 to 80% chances for the first couple hours, then it dies off. Uh, Red Sox, Jays, they can close the roof. Cubs, Indians, it's blowing in hard from left field at 14 miles an hour with like 7 to 10% chances of rain. Uh, A's, Rangers, blowing out hard to center at 12 miles an hour with like 15% chances of rain. So that could, you know, in Dallas, that means it's like really scattered thunderstorms. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, Mets Cardinals, you got 15 to 20% chances of rain. And then Brewers Royals, again, 15 to 20% chances. So a lot of 15 to 20% chances that's going to make things really, really freaking ridiculous as the day goes on. So we're going to keep close eye on that. And this might be one of those nights if you want to take a day off, go take a day off because, you know, the, the pitching is very suspect to begin with. And when you got weather like that, it just makes things really, really difficult. So let's get into your eight-game slate. Let's get into the pitching. Your top price pitcher on the evening action for $14,000. The highest guy we've had all year. Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers at home against the Miami Marlins. It's kind of a, a late afternoon ball game there. It's 435 Pacific time, 735 Eastern. He'll get some nice shadow effect kicking into play. But uh, Kershaw, you know, he hasn't been... The dominating Kershaw. He's on one great start against Arizona. He's got seven innings in every start. But uh, he, he last start against Washington, 10.4 points, and 40.6 against Arizona. That's what you're going to need in this game against Miami. Because for 14K, you're going to need a boatload of points. 
I only like him on the slate because the pitching's bad. There's it's it's really like there's so many gigantic question marks across the slate that I do like him at fourteen thousand. It just depends on how much do you want to spend on pitchers, where do you want to match him up. But you can make it work. I made three lineups last night, two at Kershaw. You can do it. It's just how what what level of uh, bats do you like to have? Granky at ten k. I don't mind him, but I'm gonna wait because he hasn't had really more than he's basically a twenty. 20 DK guy at the most this year. Uh, he had 25 his first start, but then 5'9", 21, 19-4. He's shown the ability to get – he's given up at least one home run in every game. So if you want to target some Phillies, totally okay with that as well. You can look into that as an option. So I'm going to stay away from Arietta. I'd rather pay up or come down. Uh, my next guy is Trevor Bauer at 9,000. Again, there's going to be a ton of risks on this slate with pitchers. you got the Chicago Cubs who are striking out at a solid 21%. Bauer is 26% K rate and a 46% ground ball rate, which really gets my attention. Uh, on the season, you know, he, he had 16.4 out balls, more than 23.8 at Detroit, or home against Detroit, 27 against Kansas City. He's got you seven, uh, six Ks or more in every start, seven and three or four. Good ground ball to fly ball, which we mentioned already. Can't give up the long ball from time to time. But he has that good K upside, which you're looking for in these type of matchups. Uh, the Cubs team total. Is 3.85, lefties 3.44, righties 0.307. So Bauer's definitely a guy I don't mind at 9,000 to give a, a gamble on. Chicago went nuts on Tuesday, so people will be scared off. So I think it's a very intriguing play there. A guy I really do like, and I've been a, on the hater train, but he showed me a ton last time out, and I, I'm kind of believing what I saw because you kind of saw a hint of it throughout the beginning of the season. But Jake Arrieta at 8,500 at home against the Arizona Diamondbacks. See, Granke's upside's nice because the Ks will be there against Philadelphia, so you can take that gamble if you want. The same works out for Arietta, who's come off seven shutout innings with 10 Ks against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, I don't know if we're expecting that so much, but Arizona strikes out 26.2% of the time. Uh, so you match that with the strikeout rate and ground ball rate of Arietta. It's a very nice spot at 8500 bucks. If he reverts back to his old ways, so be it. But the D-backs have a 3.43 total, which is second lowest on the night slate. Lefty's 341, righty's 265. Uh, I like Arietta quite a bit at 8,500, so I'll be taking some chunks of him in my lineups as well. As you go down some more, you got Eduardo Rodriguez of the Boston Red Sox at 7,600 bucks. Yeah, Erod can be, you know, temperamental at times, but his last two starts where he's gone six innings in each start, 19.9 and 27.3, it's at the Angels and at home against Baltimore, two teams that can definitely hit the long ball. Um, he's got 5Ks and 8Ks in those two starts. He's got seven or more in three or four starts. But uh, he's limited the damage indeed. And, you know, if you get me around 20 points at 7,600, I'm all aboard that train. And you talk about the Toronto Blue Jays. They strike out 23% of the time versus left-handed pitching. So you go with a 26.2% K rate of Erod. That's very, very solid. Does give up a ton of fly balls. So that will be a concern. But at 76 bucks on this slate does give you some leverage. The Jays a 4.1 total, middle of the pack on the day. Lefty's 325, righty's 310. So Erod at 76. He's always a concern to walk guys. <clears throat> that is in his career has been a concern. He's been better this year to start things out. So I, I will give him a chance. We've seen Toronto, they can just drop bombs all day, but at the same time, they, we've seen them scuffle quite a bit. And those strikeouts can be tremendous. He gives up a couple runs, but still gets you seven, eight, nine strikeouts. You get it to go. You saw Porcello go six innings, nine Ks on Tuesday. So Erod at 76 is a guy I'm definitely taking a look at and the last guy it's a it's a retake from yesterday because it was rained out but jake faria still 6300 bucks is way too cheap 
I kind of broke them down yesterday. So those first two starts of the other were ugly. Were against Boston. I mentioned that. Since then, though, against Philly, 21-6, Texas, 23-9, uh, five and a third, six, giving up one run in both. And the biggest thing is his Ks were back up. Boston, eight doesn't strike out a ton. And Freya was just mixing up and met, missing with his new pitches. Um, he got six and seven Ks in his last two. So you go up against a Baltimore team that has Trey Mancini returning, but it lost Tim Beckham. So it does have a little more pop, but still a lot of strikeouts. And, and whoever's taking Beckham's spots, not going to be very good. So when you when you take a look at uh, again recapping yesterday, Baltimore strikes out twenty six point seven percent of the time, so it goes very well for Rhea in that matchup. And they have a three point nine eight total. Lefty's two seventy four, righty's three sixteen. So it's a reverse splits thing. So if you want to target like Machado's of the world, I get it. But I like Faria at sixty three. Nice cheap option. It's the one, two, three, four. Six lowest total on the slate out of the um, 16 on tap. So Faria at 63 is someone I'm definitely taking a look at. So recapping your pitching on this eight-game slate, you got Kershaw up top by himself. In kind of the middle-ish price range, I got Arietta 1, Bauer 2. I can see the appeal for Granke if you want it. I just, he hasn't shown that big boy upside just yet. And then down below, I got Faria 1, Erod 2. So those are the kind of the pitching I'm looking at. Mix and match as you please because all these guys have kind of you know, scars, as some people can say, some issues. But I'll have upside. These guys have some big K upside, which is what I'm looking for. On a slate that can be messy like this, give me the Ks. And again, watch the weather because this, to me, this is not a night to go big at all. It's kind of, you know, have a little fun if you want. Take the night off. But uh, watch the weather because, you know, 15%, they usually play through that. But we've seen times when, like, oh, it's just too cold so they don't play. So nothing would surprise me. Let's get into your bats on this eight-game slate. But before we do so, let me talk to you about draft, one of the best new ways to play fantasy sports. You draft in under five minutes, snake-style drafts. Once you draft, you walk away. It's a piece of cake. Unless you know there's a guy out in the lineup or a rainout. It gives you an alert, just like yesterday. I got an alert on a couple different guys. And it lets you swap them out for whoever's left in the player pool. And because you only take two outfielders, two infielders, slash DHs, and a pitcher, there's always a ton of players to pick from. It makes it a ton of fun. You draft, you hold, you walk away. Use promo code SD Sports when you check out on your first deposit and you get free entry into a three free three dollar tournament. It is a ton of fun. Let me know how you like it. Let me know if you have any questions. I'll help you out with it. But go to draft in your app store or go to draft.com. Use promo code SD Sports when you check out. Get free entry to three dollar three free three dollar tournament. Man, talk too fast, it'll get you. But that's how fast the drafts go on draft. It's a blast. And you will really, really enjoy it. Let's talk about bats on this eight-game slate. Uh, you got Yasmani Grandal against Richards in uh, L.A. Just remember, uh, our buddy Dog on Twitter brought up a great point a while back with a Giants game. This West Coast start time, you're going to get some shadows in those ballparks, so it'll make hitting a little more difficult, but it's not the end-all, be-all, but it could sometimes turns out to be a very interesting factor. So it's something to remember. You got the Dodgers, which should have a good total of 5.11. Lefties, 355. Righty's 425 off Trevor Richards. So Grandal at 38 could be a nice high-priced catcher. A guy I like and a team I like are the Cardinals tonight. And Yachty Molina against Steven Matz at 3,700. Yachty's been swinging a really, really hot bat. St. Louis team total of 4-5. Lefty's 324. Righty's 367 off Steven Matz. So Yachty I like a ton at 3,700. That's a guy I'm, I'm, if I'm paying up, that's one of my high, uh, favorite targets up top. Uh, I mentioned it in this SD Slack chat yesterday when the Royals lineup dropped. I'm like, oh, guys, look, Salvi Prez is back. He makes for a good play. Well, he went ding-dong city in his first game. So he's a guy to keep an eye on again against Jalice Chassin. When you're looking at the Royals, you're looking at left-handed bats versus Chassin. That's what we always talk about. 
They have a 4-4 total. Lefty's 347, righty's 274. So it might not be the best of places for Salvador Perez, but it is an intriguing one against Chassin, who just isn't that good. Wilson Ramos, who mentioned Tampa Bay yesterday versus, versus Alex Cobb. You, you definitely like this play. They have a low total, but the game has a low total. That's my only thing, because Cobb's been absolutely horrible to start the year. Lefty's 314, righty's 325. So Ramos at 31 makes for a good play as well. Uh, the farther down you go, like a Jan Gomes against John Lester. Lester can definitely get hit. I'm not a Lester fan at all. Indians have a 4-1-5 total. Lefty's 247, but righty's 340. Gives up a lot of thump to right-handed bats. So Jan Gomes at 3K is in play as well. Other than that, you know, like Alex Avila's been garbage, but he's 29 if you need someone down there. A little farther, Bruce Maxwell, if he gets to start for Oakland against Dougie Fister, I don't mind that at all at 2,700. When you look at the A's, um, they have a nice total as well. Uh, 516 is the second highest total behind Texas on this slate. Lefty's 357, righty's 285, so Maxwell at 27. Makes for a very nice punt play in your Kershaw lineups. Let's go to first base. You got Goldie at 5K. It's not bad. Uh, Eric Thames, day-to-day at 48. If he cracks the lineup, it's a good play. Milwaukee's team total is 4-6. Lefty's 3-20. Righty's 3-24. First Jason Hamill. So Thames at 48 could be a very solid play. Uh, Hanram at 46. I don't mind. He had another nice night last night. I think 13 more points. Uh, we look at Boston, a 4-4 total. Lefty's 3-54. Righty's 3-52 versus Aaron Sanchez. So uh, Hanram at 46 is in play. You got Belly Bombs at 45. Edwin's an intriguing play because he's off to a really, really slow start. We just mentioned the power that Lester gives up to righty. So Edwin at 44 could get well overlooked. But if you don't want to pay up in those prices, a guy like Matt Olson at 53 versus Fister, that's the highest total on the evening slate. The A's have the second highest total on the slate. Uh, he's coming off a of back-to-back double-digit games. means he might be heating up finally after kind of an, a rocky start. Not a horrible start. He's still at 284, three homers, 11 RBIs, 784 OPS. He's playing well. But a 4,300, big-time upside in that matchup there. In that same matchup, you got a guy like Joey Gallo, first base outfield eligible at 4,100. He's another guy that's been heating up, double-digit games, and back-to-back outings. They have the highest total on the slate at 5-3-4. Lefty's 340, righty's 370 versus Kendall Graveman. So Joey Gallo's another solid-looking play at 4,100. You go down, you got Jose Martinez of the uh, Cardinals versus Mats at 38. We already kind of broke down why that's a good play. CJ Cron at 36. One of the Tampa guys I liked yesterday is you can get those. You get lefties and righties versus Cobb, but righties give up, gives up a lot of power to right-handed bats, so it's not a bad play there. The farther down, a, a cheaper play. He's in the lineup. Mitch Moreland at 34 off to a good start to the year. He can be a cheaper option for you. Mark Kana, I had him yesterday. I prefer him versus lefties, but he's hitting lefties and righties okay to start the year. He's 3,400 first base outfield eligible. Again, prefer him versus lefties. But if you need some punts and some salary saving, it's not a bad one in a game of a total like that. Wind blowing out, it's a good one to pick up value plays. Indeed. If you're fading Jacob Faria, Pedro Alvarez at 3K, and then Brad Miller at 3K versus Cobb, both nice punt plays for you there. Going to second base, you got the likes of Jenny Lowry at 46. Far and away the best play at the second base position, at least price-wise. High price-wise, he is a great play. Against Doug Fister, love Jed Lowry. Another big night on Tuesday. When you go down, you got guys like Drupal Cabrera at 41. It's not a bad play. I love – it's so much harder for me to pay for him in the in the 4K range than we used to pay for him when he was in those low threes that we like so much. Lefty's 306, righty's 328 off Waka. So maybe not the best of times to use him. 
We mentioned Granky gives up the long ball from time to time, and lefties can hit Granky. Um, the Phil's total three six. Lefties two eighty seven. Righties two eighty two. Uh, Cesar Hernandez at four K can be a part of an interesting contrarian angle in that matchup. Again, watch the weather on all of these games. Farther down you go. Uh, we mentioned him yesterday. He's 3,500 second base, third base eligible, but Daniel Robertson of the Rays makes for a nice play. I would have loved to have had him last night instead of Key Hernandez, who I had to pivot to when the rainout happened. So they're both 3,400, and it never works well whenever I play Kiki, ever. He always goes off when I don't play him. An interesting play for power upside. If you look for home runs, which you, you know, GPPs look for the long ball. Jed Jericho, second base, third base eligible, tons of power and crushes lefties in his career. He's 3,200. Against Steven Matz, it's a nice, cheap, cheap price tag. Uh, Jerkson Pro Far, 2,900, second base shortstop eligible. He's hitting like six in that Texas lineup. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire, but for the most part, he had a goose egg last night, but seven, seven, and 12 in his last three. So, you know, 2,900 bucks, you can do much, much worse. And then Chase Utley at 29, also an interesting play uh, as a cheapie. And then Daniel Descalso, we mentioned home run ups. So he had his third home run of the year last night. He's 2,800 versus Arietta. Not a play I'm running to make, but if you want to be contrarian, that's an option. Third base, Jose Ramirez swinging a good bat. He's 4,800 versus Lester. And Chapman at 43. That's a nice price tag, but I like Mike Moustakis at 4,200 versus Chassin. We mentioned lefties versus Chassin. Moustakis at 42. Could definitely go to Ding Dong City tonight. Uh, Travis Shaw at 41. He went deep again last night. Another great play today against uh, Jason Hamill. So outside of Moose, I like Shaw quite a bit, man. He, you know, I, I mentioned game log points just as a, a reference to how hot a guy is because baseball is a very streaky sport. By no means did you just look at game logs and go, oh, look at boom, boom, boom. No, it's just to let you know how hot he is, like 18, 6, 22, 26, 11. So 11 or more in four of his last five. So 4,100, pretty solid stuff there. If you don't want one of them, Rafael Devers at 4K. So those are pretty much my three favorite third basemen: Mustakas, Shaw, Devers. I like all three of those guys a lot in their matchups, probably in that order too. Uh, definitely something to look at. Bright side is Toronto has a dome, so Devers very much will play as long as he's in the lineup. You don't have to worry about the rain there. Daniel Robertson for Tampa Bay at 35 yet again. If you want to go there, then Jed Jericho at 32, another good punt play. If you don't want to uh, use him at second, you can use him at third. As a cheapie, I have no problem with him there. And then Pedro Alvarez again at 3K. If you're not using Faria, he is definitely an option. And Descalso at 28. At the shortstop positioning on Machado, who I love, he's 48. He was 55K or 51 yesterday. So 48 today if you're not using Faria, yes. Even on a short slate like this where there could be rainouts, I have no problem using Machado in a Faria lineup. I'm not like you don't stack a lineup, but if you think Faria is still going to go five or six, get seven or eight, but give up a couple runs, they can be home runs to Machado just like he did to Kluber, and you'd be so money ahead. It's just another way to differentiate yourself that usually doesn't get talked about. So something to think about there. Um, you know, Lindor is always an intriguing play. Seager had a decent night last night, but Paul DeYoung at 41 I like quite a bit against the lefty Mats. I think that's a pretty solid play. Marcus Simeon is on fire right now. We usually play him lefties instead of righties, but Fisher's just a mess. So 4K for Simeon could be a very solid play, especially if he's leading off. Yeah, Cattell Marte at 35. A little too pricey for me, but I get it if you need to on a shorter slate. Other than that, this position's really weak. So, like, you know, again, Jerks and Profar are 29. Maybe check lineups if someone pops up. Acetas Escobar's 28. Not a huge fan of his, but you're looking for discounts tonight at some positions that could be one you look at for sure in that matchup. Let's go to the outfield and wrap her up. You got Mookie Betts at 54. I like quite a bit. 
Uh, J.D. Martinez at 49 is not bad. He let everybody down yesterday. Chris Davis at 48 is okay. I'm a big fan of Tommy Pham at 47 versus Steven Matz. like that a ton. Christian Yellick at 46 versus Hamill. I like you. If you're paying attention to the names I mentioned, there's a couple teams that are games I'm liking to target on this slate quite a bit. You go down like Benintendi, not bad at 44, but Locaine at 44 versus Hamill. He went deep yesterday in the return to Kansas City. I like him again a lot tonight in that matchup. You got Joey Gallo at 41, big fan of that. If you guys missed Jonas Espedes, absolute 463-foot bomb, go check out the Around the Bases pod, uh, at Around Bases pod handle. Tweeted it out there. Gee, it was rocket into Big Mac land in St. Louis. He's 4100 bucks. You got the Grandy Man at 39. You'd prefer not to go lefty-lefty there, even though Erod's got reverse splits where lefties hit him better. Uh, you got Ian Happ at 39. He went deep yesterday. Marcelo Zuna's another guy I like at his price point. 3900 bucks against Mats. Ozuna crushes left-handed pitching. He'll be hitting cleanup in that order where they're supposed to score some runs. He's kind of slumping right now, so he should go low-owned. So Azuna at 39 can be interesting to look at the Tommy Pham Azuna 1-2 punch or something like that. Farther down he goes, Shinshu Chu at 36 for Grayman. Big time upside there. I'm a big Chu fan, especially when he's in these nice price ranges here in this three area. Double digits last night. He's averaging 8.3 a game one of the season at 3,600. You will take that quite a bit. Farther down you go, like Jay Bruce at 36 is okay as a, as a GPP home run dart. Uh, same with Jackie Bradley Jr. at 35. Matt Joyce, you know, hit the second in that A's lineup at 35 against Fister. He'll get overlooked. He's faced a lot of lefties lately, so the numbers don't look great. And he doesn't play a lot for his lefties. Literally, his last three games, he pinch hit. That's all he's done. In his last start, though, one for two, two runs, a double, and two walks for 13 points. He had nine points, 11 points. His last three starts, 13, 9, and 11. So, don't, that's again, this is why when you look at game logs, pay attention to what you're looking at. He faced three straight lefties, so he didn't start. Now he should be starting back, you know, first or second in that lineup at 3,500. Will go overlooked quite a bit. Nomar Mazzara at 35 is another one at that good price point. And Denard Span, Malik Smith for Tampa Bay, both at 35. I like Span a little more because he's at the top of the order. Both very, very solid plays against Alex Cobb. No problem picking on Cobb. Odabel Herrera, if you're looking for that Granky Homer, Herrera at 3,500. Not horrible there either. So this is why you can afford Kershaw. Um, there's a lot of, you know, Plays you can live with in these lower three ranges on almost every position. Uh, when you go down farther, Mancini is back at 33 for that homer upside. Jason Hayward at 33. Oscar Hernandez at 32. He's been crushing baseballs. Not a bad play there at all. Delano DeShields is always worth mentioning just because he gets on and steals like crazy at 32. Um, Harrison Bader, if he cracks the St. Louis lineup as a discount at 32, he'll get on and run two against Steven Matz. So I don't hate that as some value. If you're going that direction. Once you get down below 3K though. It gets very bleak. Uh, like Nick Williams at 29 could be a punt. Lourdes Gurriel for Toronto at 28. Could definitely be a punt. Um, not hating that at all. Other than that though. We're going to want to check lineups. Because it's really hit and miss down here. Like Brandon Geyer at 27. Usually a lefty killer. He's been playing horrible to start the year. So you're not like running to play him. Anthony Santander at 26 for Baltimore. Is an option. Hernan Perez at 26 if he cracks the lineup. So, like I said, check the lineups and see what comes out because usually we can find a couple guys below three. There's not a lot to like down there, but there's enough in the 35s to 32s. You can make it work. All right, that wraps up your bats on this eight game slate. Let's recap the pitching. You got Kershaw all by himself up top. In the middle, you got Arietta and Bauer in that order. And then down below, you got Faria and Erod in that order. Let's go BVP. I'll go through the whole day in case you're playing the early slates also. 
Wellington Castillo, two for three with two homers off King Felix. Um, the Mariners for Shields is a good idea. Team's hitting 339 with 12 homers. You got D. Gordon, five for seven with a triple. Kyle Seager, eight for 20 with a double and three home runs. Here's your BVP that don't lie. Robbie Cano hitting 413. 38 for 92. That is a good sample size. Nine doubles, two triples, six home runs. Ichiro Suzuki, 20 for 62, two doubles, a triple and a homer. Zunino and Nelly Cruz have both taken him deep. So lots to like there. Josh Reddick, four for seven, two doubles off Nick Tropiano. Mariznick, two for two with a homer. Pujol, seven for 26, three doubles and a homer off Verlander's at 269 average. As a team, the Angels are hitting a buck 23 off of Verlander. DJ LeMahieu, five for 17, two doubles off Tyson Ross. Uh, Arenado's got two homers, Blackman one. Will Myers, 7 for 21, two doubles and a homer off John Gray. Headley, Spangenberg, Azuya Hay, and AJ Ellis have all taken John Gray deep. Uh, Gregor Blanco, 5 for 9, two doubles off Scherzer. Panda, 3 for 11, two homers. Not much else to like there. Trey Turner, 4 for 7, a double and a homer off Samarja. Matt Adams, 7 for 14, two doubles, two homers. Matt Adams usually gets those daytime starts. Let's keep an eye on that one. Probably give Zimmerman the day off there, so Adams might be in like cleanup in that matchup. Be a good uh, punt play against Samarja. Again, on these four game slates, I mentioned I mentioned Machado versus Faria in the same lineup. These four game slates, you can definitely mix and match some guys against. You know, if you use Samarja, don't feel bad about using guys like Adams, or if you use Verlander, don't feel bad about using a guy like Trout or you know a mediocre bat. The Angels lineup that has home run potential because Verlander will give up the long ball. Uh, when you stroll down farther, Corey Dickerson, 7 for 13, two doubles and a homer off Jordan Zimmerman. Freeze, 4 for 11 with a double and a homer. Neil Walker hit 375 off Lance Lynn, 15 for 40, four doubles, two, two triples, three home runs. Dozier, 4 for 11, two homers off Sonny Gray. Castro, 4 for 11 with a double and a homer. Sano's taking him deep. Okay, the evening slate. Rajay Day was at 304 versus Lester. If he's leading off or in the lineup, could be interesting. 14 for 46, three doubles, three triples, and a homer. Edwin's taking them deep twice. Adam Jones, four for 10 with a double and a homer off Faria. Uh, Odebel Herrera, three for 10 with a homer off Granke. Goldie's taking Arietta deep, he's hitting 235. Peralta, five for 17, three doubles. Russell Martin, four for 12 with a double and a homer off Erod. Kendris Morales, five for 16 with a double and a homer. Jackie Bradley, four for 11 with a homer off Sanchez. JT Real Muto, 3 for 7, a double and a homer off Kershaw. You want a cheapie there. Line on the Shields, 4 for 7 off of Graveman. Uh, Beltrays will be out. Gallo's taking him deep. Matt Olson, 1 for 3, the homer off Fister. Lukoy, 3 for 10 with a homer. Lowry, 9 for 29, 4 doubles and a triple. Paul DeYoung, 3 for 3, 2 homers off Mats. Pham, 4 for 4 with a homer. Ozuna, 4 for 13 with a double. Molina's taking him deep. Did you see why I might like them versus Mats? Suspend is 2 for 6 with a homer off Waka. Frazier's taking him deep twice. Lucas Duda, 4 for 7 with a double and two homers. He's another cheap $3,200 first baseman you could like tonight. Perez, 2 for 5 with a homer. Moustakas, 3 for 6, two doubles. John Jay's even taking him deep. That's a cheap outfielder leading off in that matchup you could look at. Forgot to mention him. Ryan Braun hitting 355 off of Hamels, 11 for 31 of the double and four home runs. Ryan Braun on the list. Put him on the list. Hernan Perez, 7 for 15 for two doubles. I mentioned him as a cheapie if he cracks the lineup. So it's going to be a very interesting night. A night that I recommend jumping in the Sports DJ Slack chat as we will be chatting it up. 
hey guys, you guys are building up and building it up nicely. Very active yesterday. Even when I'm not around, that's what I like to see. Talk with each other. Help each other out. That's the beauty of it. I don't have to be there all day. Mitch doesn't have to be there. There doesn't have to be someone there answering questions all day. You guys can help each other out. That's the beauty of the forum. We're all there for each other. I'll be there in and out throughout the day. and I'll do my best to be there before lock and knock everything out. We'll, we will talk about the early slate in there for sure. And we'll talk about the late slate throughout the day as lineups come out, as weather gets going. Um, it's not a place to come and just get handouts for lineups. It's a place to come and talk about the slate, ask questions, and break it down that way. So with that being said, check us out at the Sports DJs on Twitter, thesportsdjs.com. Jesse put out the Volvo China Open DFS preview for the Euro Tour as the PGA is playing the Zurich mat, uh, group play event this week. So that's the only DFS you got. We got uh, Around the Base with Bubba and Mo, episode 61, recording tonight. Um, and then we we got Bench with Bubba, episode 89 with Elliot Chris, talking NFL draft. Highly recommend checking that out. But much, much more coming up this week at the Sports Degens. We got the UCL uh, action from, from Francesco out there as well. So check us out, thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. I'm at BD Andrew. Check out Draft in your app store under draft or draft.com. Promo code SD Sports when you check out for a three free three dollar tournament. But until then, this was your MLB DFS Quick Hits Wednesday edition, April twenty fifth. I'm out. <laughs>